Hey there, and welcome to the Sermon Podcast for Timberlake Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our mission is to reach, feed, and release people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You can learn more at our website, TimberlakeUMC.org. We hope you enjoy today's message. Friends, our gospel lesson today is Luke chapter 17. And so let me invite you to open your Bible or follow along on the screen with me as I read from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. It's a story about Jesus. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, welcome to part one of our two-part series. It's called A Gratitude Intervention. During these two weeks, we are taking stories from the Bible to see what we can learn about being thankful to God. Today we have this story from the Gospel of Luke, the story of Jesus healing ten men with leprosy. So one day Jesus is walking on the road as he used to do from place to place, and somewhere between Samaria and Galilee, ten men saw him, and they stood at a distance because they were sick with leprosy. And they called out to Jesus to help them. And so Jesus told them, look, go visit the priest. And they did. And they were healed. Miraculously, they were healed. Notice they did not wash. They did not pray. Nobody laid hands on them. All they had, all they needed was the word of the Lord, the command of Christ. And they were healed. But even though 10 of them were healed... Only one came back to say thank you. He praised God. He threw himself at Jesus' feet. Imagine how demonstrative you would be if someone saved your life. He was pouring out his gratitude. And then to make the point of the story in the way that Jesus does, he says, my brother, I healed 10 of you. Where's everybody else? Two things I want you to learn from this story. One, friends, Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a healer. He loves you and he heals you, body and soul. And two, he wants you to say thanks. He wants you to say thank you. Friends, this is a story of healing and this is a story of gratitude. This is the story of the grace of God which comes to us through the ministry of Jesus Christ and our response to God for what he has done for us. And as we dig into the story, I think in order for us to appreciate the significance, the gravitas of what has happened here, we need to understand something about the historical reality of leprosy. 
You know anything about leprosy, friends? In the days of the Bible, people were afraid of leprosy. Think about the way that we regarded HIV in the 1980s. Do you remember? Some of you are old enough to remember. Friends, leprosy was a death sentence. There was no cure. People used to call it the living death because if you got it, your days were numbered. I thought about bringing you a picture to show you what leprosy looks like. Uh, But the images that I found on the internet were so disturbing, friends, I really did not want to expose you to that without warning. So you go and Google it at your own risk. But no, it is really troubling, really troubling. Leprosy does terrible things to the human body, but it did even worse things to the human soul. Leprosy was thought to be highly contagious, which made people not only afraid of the disease, but if you contracted it, it made people afraid of you. It was highly stigmatized. You were no longer a person. Now you were a leper. People with leprosy were ostracized, excluded. They were forced to live in separate communities, away from their family, away from their friends. They wore signs announcing their condition. They wore bells around their neck so that people could hear them coming and avoid them. And so even before people died from the disease, they died a spiritual death. They died an emotional death, being cut off from their community. And so now here are these 10 men, they're all sick, and they see Jesus coming down the road, and perhaps they had heard of this Jesus, and they thought, well, he's the one who can save us. He's the one who can help us, and the story says they stood at a distance. Now, that's not an incidental comment in the story, is it, friends? This is their reality. They were not allowed to come close. They stood at a distance, and they yelled out, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on us. And Jesus did. He had mercy on them and he healed them. And then in this curious twist in the story, even though all 10 men were healed, only one came back to say thanks. Which is surprising, isn't it? Uh, Not just because our moms teach us manners, but because think about how devastating that disease was. This was a life shattering illness. So to heal these men was not only to restore their bodies, it was also to restore their souls. It was to restore their relationships. Jesus gave them their life back. They could go home again. They could go back to work again. They could go back to their neighborhood and their church again. He gave them their life back. And yet nine out of the 10 did not come back to say thank you. And Jesus, in his wonderfully uh, mature way of speaking the truth in love, he says, wait, wait, weren't there 10 of you who were made clean? Where are the other nine? And the story reminds us that sometimes we neglect to show gratitude. Sometimes we neglect to show gratitude, don't we, friends? Sometimes we fail to say thanks. We may feel grateful. We may have many things to be grateful for, but we don't always express it, do we? We don't always take the time to thank God or thank people for the ways they have blessed us. Notice how the nine men, they they did their religious duty. 
didn't they? They went to the priest as they were supposed to. They showed themselves, and yet they did not come back to the source of their healing. They did not pursue a relationship with the Lord. It was merely transactional. They received what they could get from the Lord, and they went on with their life. Now, it's easy to pick on the nine in the story, right? Because they didn't come back to say thanks. And our mom has taught us, you always say thank you. And so that's rude. But let's be honest, friends. Sometimes we are the nine, aren't we? Sometimes we are the nine. Sometimes we get so busy with life, we go on about our our busyness and we fail to be grateful. We may not express gratitude in such a natural way. We, We realize that it doesn't always come naturally to us, perhaps we have to choose to be grateful. Perhaps we have to choose to express our gratitude. Today, uh, we have a small gift for you that um, is gonna help you in the practice of gratitude to make it a priority in your life. A a little later on in the sermon, um, we are going to give you a tool that you can use to help express your gratitude. But I, I want you to notice this, friends. When it comes to the man who came back to Jesus, what is it that Jesus commends? What is the behavior that Jesus praises? It's the expression of gratitude, isn't it? For all we know, the other nine may have been incredibly grateful in their heart. They may have been thankful deep down inside, but it's the expression, the outward expression of the inward experience that Jesus praises. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, no, let it shine, let it shine. Friends, here's the truth. The expression of gratitude is the faithful response to God's goodness. The expression of gratitude is the faithful response to God's goodness. And I want you to notice the manner of the man's thankfulness. The story says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. Friends, what does that sound like to you? When a man comes to the the feet of the Lord and falls on his face in front of the Lord and praises God, what does that sound like to you? I hope it sounds like worship. This is not just a thank you note, is it? This is not just a, hey, appreciate that, catch you later. This is, I owe my life to you, Lord. I fall on my face before you because you are great and I am a sinner and you have saved me even though you didn't have to. Friends, think with me about the connection between what we do on Sunday morning in worship online in this room and the gratitude that we owe to God. Worship is nothing less than saying thank you to the God who has saved your life. Isn't that why you're here? I mean, why are you here? I take it you're here to say thank you, Lord. You saved me, Lord. You didn't have to, but you did anyway. I've heard people say, well, you know, pastor, it's, it's not like going to church gets you into heaven. Well, of course not. The only thing that gets you into heaven is the grace of God through Jesus Christ. But we should ask, if worship is not part of your life every week, how thankful are you really? Think about it. Let's say, let's say you needed a new kidney, 
all right? Just play along, and let's say you need a new kidney, and without a new kidney, you would die. You have to have a new kidney. And let's say there's another person, and in her generosity, she gives you one of hers, and she undergoes risky, life-threatening surgery to give you one of her organs to save your life. Now, how would you show your gratitude to that woman? You just mention it once in passing and move on? I bet not. I bet you would spend the rest of your life trying to find ways to say thank you, wouldn't you? You would spend the rest of your life trying to find creative ways to express your gratitude for what she has done for you to save your life. Friends, gratitude is the faithful response to God's goodness. The expression of gratitude is the faithful response to God's goodness. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you have claimed Jesus Christ as your savior, that means he is saving you from sin and death. That means he is saving you for eternal life in God's kingdom forever and ever. Let me ask you, do you really believe that he has saved you? Do you really believe it, friends? Because if your life is being changed the way my life has been changed, the way the lives of these 10 lepers have been changed, then I believe that you would rejoice in that. You would celebrate. You would say every day to the Lord, thank you, Lord. Not just on Sunday, but every day in your worship, when you open the scripture, when you pray and sing to God in your prayer closet, you would say, thank you, God, for what you have done for me. Thank you, God, for what you have done for me. One more thing I want you to notice about the story. It comes at the very end of the story. So look with me at what Jesus said back to the man who came to express his thanks. He, he falls at Jesus' feet, and he worships the Lord, and he praises God for what Jesus has done. And the story says, then Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Now, understand what Jesus is saying in the context. He healed 10 people, and yet he says to the man, your faith has made you well. Friends, think about it. Think about it. What's going on here? Here's what we know. Gratitude leads to wellness. Gratitude leads to wellness. There is incredible power in being grateful. Do you know this, friends? You've heard this, I'm sure. Scientific studies prove again and again that gratitude is healthy. It is important for human life. Back in 2019, some psychologists from Brazil, they conducted a randomized clinical trial. Study participants made a list of the things that they were thankful for every day for 14 days. And then after 14 days, at the end of the trial, they compared those who had made the list of things they were grateful for with the control group. You know what the control group is, right? The people who did not participate in an intervention. And guess what they found? I brought you the data. Look at that. Isn't that incredible? Okay, you can't see anything there, neither can I. But <laughs> here's what the study found. The people who made lists of things that they were grateful for demonstrated increased positivity, subjective happiness, and life satisfaction. That's not really mind-blowing, is it? You're like, yeah, of course. We knew that. We knew that already. I love it when science proves what we knew to be true from the Bible already, right? We're like, yeah, well, thank you for affirming, but we knew. 
We knew the gratitude is important. We knew the gratitude leads to wellness. All 10 men were healed, but Jesus said to the one man, your faith has made you well. How many of you know, friends, that there is a difference between physical healing and spiritual wellness? You know there's a difference between physical healing and spiritual wellness. Physical healing is what happens after you break your arm or after you have surgery and God uses rest and God uses therapy and God uses medical professionals and God uses medication to restore your body. And that's physical healing. And it's related to spiritual wellness, but they're not the same thing because we know that we can be physically healthy but spiritually unwell, can't we? Do you know anybody like that? Friends, someone who is physically healthy but spiritually unwell, someone who has a great life but they're just miserable for for no good reason, someone who has a hundred things to be thankful for and yet they hardly ever express gratitude. Do you know anyone like that? Maybe you are someone like that. (laughs) Hello, hello. What I hope to accomplish, friends, in this sermon series is to encourage us to notice the good to notice the good that God has already done, to be thankful to God for his blessings, which are poured out day after day after day. What was the difference about the man who came back to see Jesus? What was different about him? All 10 men were healed. So why did this one come back? Jesus said it was his faith. That was the difference. It was his gratitude. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Friends, gratitude leads to wellness. We know it's possible to be physically healthy and spiritually unwell. Do you know the opposite is also true? You can be physically unhealthy but spiritually well. Do you know that it can be difficult in your life, that your your circumstances can be miserable and yet it can be well with your soul? You know this, right? You know this. Friends, we can be physically unhealthy but spiritually well. I wonder if you've ever known anyone like that. I have. I've known men and women, I see it all the time, followers of Jesus who endure terribly difficult, difficult things, divorce and cancer and the death of someone they love and losing a job, and yet in spite of all that, they have this peace about them. And you say, well, this doesn't make any sense because this person's going through something awful, and yet they radiate the peace of Christ. Friends, gratitude leads to wellness. Faith leads to wellness. When the spirit of God is inside you, when you are focused on God's goodness, nothing in this world can shake you. Nothing in this world can shake you. The difference is gratitude. Spiritual wellness speaks of a deep peace in your soul, a peace so profound that you really can't even explain it, a peace so profound that you really can't even understand it, but it's the kind of peace that allows you to say, even in the midst of difficult circumstances, it is well with my soul. Praise God when it is well with our soul, even when it's not well with our situation. Okay, so our goal, friends, our goal is to help each other develop a habit of gratitude, the kind of gratitude that leads to wellness in our souls because of the acknowledgement of what God has done for us. So right now I'm gonna ask the ushers to come and they are gonna give you a little gift from us. Um, it, is a, uh, it looks like an ordinary uh, pack of Post-it notes. Uh, but trust me, this is not an ordinary Post-it note. 
This is an extraordinary post-it note. You're going to pass them out. Everybody gets one. If you want to take two, go ahead, go ahead. Um, if you want to take two, feel free. If you want to take one for a, a child or grandchild or a neighbor, someone who's not here, uh, I want you to, to do that. Okay, so here is the concept, all right? You're going to take these post-it notes. There are 25 of them in your pack. And what I want you to do is every day, starting today and for the next 14 days, I want you to write down on here one thing that you are thankful for. Now, these are, like I said, these are extraordinary post-it notes because after you write down the thing you're thankful for, you take it and you peel it, right? Just like this, peel it left to right, and then it won't curl up. I learned this, okay? And then this, it's amazing. Do you know, this has self-adhesive. It's a, a great invention. I think they just came up with it. Uh, and you can stick it anywhere. You can stick it on your refrigerator, you can stick it on your bathroom mirror. You can stick it on your friend's forehead. And you put it wherever you will notice it day after day after day. Okay, so you're going to do this once a day for 14 days. Remember the scientific study. The only difference between the participants and the non-participants, the people who participated wrote down the things they were thankful for every day for 14 days, and it changed their life. Friends, this is the power of the Spirit. This is the power of gratitude. So you're going to write down one thing every day you're thankful for. You're going to stick it someplace. You'll see it. And then at the end of 14 days, guess what you'll have? You'll have a menagerie. You'll have a display of your gratitude to God. And then what do you do then? Well, you might take a picture and share it with a friend. You might take a picture and just keep it for yourself, right? Keep it in your heart and say to the Lord, Lord, look at all the things that you've done for me. Look at all the ways that I can be grateful to you, God, for what you have done for me. Okay, friends, this is, again, this is a tool, and as we say, it only works if you work it, right? If you stick this in your pocket or purse and forget about it, wah, wah, there's nothing I can do for you. But if you take this, if you make this a priority, if you say, yes, Lord, okay, I'm going to practice being grateful. I'm going to be the 10%, Lord. I'm going to be the 10% of the one who came back to say thank you, God, and not like those 90% who just went on with their life. I'm going to be the one out of 10 who shows you, Lord, how truly grateful I am and write it down, friends, and you never know what God can do in your life when you are grateful and you are receptive to what he has for you.